get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Taylor Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kiley. Very happy to be joined by Kyle Reese. He writes about the minor leagues for the Cardinals over on birds on the black. You can also follow him on Twitter at Kyle R four one six. I don't think there's anybody in the country that watches the Cardinals minor leaguers the way that Kyle Reese does. Kyle, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's always a pleasure guys. I'm honored. Uh, happy to have you because Kyle, there are some reinforcements that are necessary, as you know, for this Cardinals team. I would be shocked if we don't get a list of like at least four or five guys that are making their way up to the big leagues at some point, either today or later on this weekend. Uh, So let's start with the guy that is probably the headliner with his performance down in the minors so far this year, and that's Matthew Liberatore. I don't think he's going to be the guy that they call up this weekend, but I would like to see him up at some point soon based on the, at least the numbers that we see from him down in the minors. You've watched him though. You've had your eyes on him in his last few starts. What have you seen that looks different to you this year with Matthew Liberatore, if anything? You know, it's all of those things that we talked about in the off season that we needed to see from him. They're all happening at once. He has sustained fastball velocity he is using, he's changed his usage of his off-speed pitches, so we're starting to see him use that curveball a lot. Uh, the curveball more than the slider. He's still not using the slider a ton. But his fastball velocity is up. His location and command of the fastball is better. And his plus-plus his curveball is just playing off of it perfectly, which has allowed him to use his slider a little less frequently, but in key spots. And then also what he'll do is uh, at the beginning of the start, he'll use his four seam pretty frequently. And then as he gets a little later into the game, he'll start using his two seam a little bit more, which is just a a little bit of an eye change, a little bit of a movement change to to throw hitters off a little bit more while keeping that velocity. And uh, these are the reasons why not only his traditional stats, but all of the advanced stats are telling us the truth, which is that he has taken the next step in his development. So, Kyle, when I see that and I hear that, I'm thinking, okay, well, he deserves to be starting in the Cardinals rotation. But with the news of Steven Matz obviously looking like he's either going to go to the bullpen or get a start skipped, the name Connor Thomas has been brought up of who could be getting that start. And Kyle, when I look at the numbers, they don't look like Matthew Liebertor's numbers. So tell me I'm missing something that's not on the stat line with Connor Thomas. I I love Connor Thomas with with my entire heart. I've enjoyed watching him. Uh, I think what the stat line tells you is pretty accurate. I think the issue with him is his command. He's a command first pitcher. He has a really great slider and a really great cutter. And the, both of those pitches work really well off of each other. But, you know, when you're throwing 88, 89 miles an hour on a relative regular basis, and, you know, he has good movement with, with his fastball sinker. It's just, if his command isn't pinpoint, and sometimes with his mechanics, he flies open a little bit. If his mechanics are off and his command isn't pinpoint, and if he can't hit the outside corner against lefty or against righties and, and work it inside against righties, then he just kind of gets hit. He'll put too many batters on. Uh, but there, there are times, and this is another thing that with Matthew Libertor too, when both Libertor and Connor Thomas, and you can see it in their body language and their demeanor, when they're in aggressive attack mode, that's when they're at their best. 
it's just one of those mental things where it's easier said than done to constantly be in attack mode. Uh, and you need to have really great command when you're constantly in attack mode because if you're not, you're leaving too much over the middle of the plate. And I feel like that's what Connor Thomas has kind of gotten himself in, in trouble with more than anything. Kyle Reese is our guest here on 101 ESPN. He watches the Cardinals minor leaguers in a way that very few can say that they honestly do. Uh, Kyle, when I look over at the hitting side of things, guys that could immediately come up and at least based on the numbers that we see provide some sort of a spark. The two guys that uh, pop off the page are Luke and Baker and Juan Yepes. Now we've got a pretty good idea of what Juan Yepes is at the big league level. If, if he's not up by the end of the day, I'd, I'd honestly be shocked. What about Luke and Baker? Are, are the numbers real? Because the numbers are 310 batting average and 710 slugging percentage, and he's among the leaders in AAA and home runs this year. Are those real in your mind with what you've seen? I think, um, I think sometimes we get caught up in the long-term sustainability of things. I think right now those numbers are real. I don't know how long those numbers would be real. And I think that every bat that he doesn't take uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals while he's producing this way is kind of a wasted at bat. You know, uh, he's older for a prospect. He's hitting everything. You know, he's, he's hitting breaking pitches from righties. He's hitting breaking pitches from lefties, fastballs from lefties and righties. He's on everything. In the last couple of years with Luke and Baker, when you watch him, he would fall off so much, and he'd get he'd get in front of stuff, and he'd hit tank jobs, but fouled on the left field line, and he was just like a little fraction off. And a lot of times, that was because he he'd creep forward a little bit while not not necessarily committing to swinging. So it was a lot of falling off, and you could actually see like the mind and the body working against each other. And now it's just he's letting it fly more. His plan in the in the box is clear, and. On top of that, AAA pitchers are afraid to throw to him. It is If they get down 1-0, he's in complete command of, of that at bat. So I think, I think right now those numbers are real. Major League Baseball is tough. I could, I could definitely see a situation in which you know, that, that mechanical hitch comes back or teams start adjusting to him, uh, uh, maybe get a little bit more attack-oriented, and maybe he starts to struggle in how he adjusts to that. But in this very moment, he is as real and as major league ready as you can have of a player that hasn't already made a major league debut. So he could have like a three weeks or two weeks stretch the way that Jeremy Hazelbaker, for example, did back in, what was that? 2016 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just one little note about one. Yep. I'm with you. We'll see him today, which is awesome. And uh, I hope he gets a real run uh, at at bats because he's just one of those hitters that needs real run. But yeah, look, Luke and Baker, if you got it, give him a chance. Give him some DH at bats. I, I don't think it would hurt anybody, anybody on the roster, anybody on the forty man at all. So, Kyle, when I hear this, I'm thinking, okay, well, these guys should be playing at the major league level right now for the Cardinals. But then, of course, we get to the internal argument of, well, there's not really a spot for those guys on the roster. So, tell me, somebody who watches prospects on a daily basis, that it's just as infuriating for you as it is for other Cardinals fans when you see these guys smashing the baseball and hear, well, there's no spot for them to play. It's uh, it's infuriating, and it's for me. I see both sides of it, right? I see, I see the. The clerical side from the front office, where oh, you've got all these guys and they have to get at bats, and how can you? How can you? We're not even doing it right with the 26-man roster. How can we do it with the 40-man and getting these young players up and getting them at the bats? But uh, I, so yes, I am. I am extremely frustrated. Where my frustration ends up ends up maybe peaking a little bit more as I see somebody like Luke and Baker rake is he? He's not a 20 20-year-old 20 who just converted to right field. 
You know, he's not a, a 21-year-old shortstop who was a, a part-time pitcher two years ago. He's 25, 26 years old who, you know, a little bit more advanced. You don't need him to play defense. You just need him to maybe take some at-bats and be a spark plug if he can. And you, have, you lose nothing if you have to send him back down. So I always, I always tend to be more frustrated with that. Uh, than I am with anything else. And then I I always get really frustrated with, like, the situation that Matthew Libertor is in because they were so quick to get him to the majors. And even even when he he wasn't necessarily ready for the majors, and now that he has showed all of those signs, just like like you mentioned, now he's showing all of those signs of growth and being the pitcher that they wanted him to be and that he was capable of being and having that sustained, that they won't go to him when the starting staff is faltering uh, across the board, except for Jordan Montgomery, really, and Michael is starting to pick it back up. It, it, it's mind-numbingly frustrating. I get, I get so focused on it that uh, I, I definitely understand the fans' frustration as well. All right, so let me ask you about another older, he's not even a prospect at this point, but older player that is in the Cardinals system. And I will be honest with you, my ears perked up when I heard, I think this was even like right before winter warmup, that the Cardinals had signed old friend Oscar Mercado. (laughs) And so far, he's done nothing but impress down in the minors. 333 batting average, he's got an OPS above 900, and he's never had any issues defensively. That's kind of been his calling card in his career. what are you seeing from Oscar Mercado down in the minors? And like, if he was brought up to be a fourth outfielder, for example, do you think he would be a guy that would help this roster with what you've seen from him? And, uh, it's a perfect combination for uh, the once in future legend, Oscar Mercado. <laughs> I think that he, uh, he's, he's hitting the ball hard, but he's also lucking into a lot of like bloops. He'll get kind of sawed off, but still turn it into a hit. And he still has really good speed. So, he, that's working to his his favor. Defensively, I, I don't think I've seen him make one mistake. I mean, like real mistake. You know, he I think he has one fielding miscue, but he's been so solid out there. And yes, my my answer to that question is in a different situation, maybe uh, where the Cardinals already didn't have a jammed outfield, and say they moved some of their outfield depth. Then yes, you know, if if they had to trade from the major league roster and they felt confident with their three starting outfielders, and Oscar Mercado was going to be your fourth outfielder who was more of a defensive replacement who could get some matchup at-bats. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody would be frustrated with that. If he was the traditional fourth outfielder uh, that we saw for the last 50, 60, 100 years of baseball, uh, then no, I, I don't think that anybody would be frustrated by that as your 25th or 26th man on the roster. Kyle, when you look at the two catchers that have been getting the majority of the playing time down in AAA so far, if the Cardinals decided today, hey, we're going to make a move with Kisner because his bat just is not playing the way that they want it to, between Yvonne Herrera and Trez Barrera, who do you think would be better suited to get that backup catching job right now? Who do you think is more prepared for that opportunity based on what we've seen from them? I think that the Cardinals think it's Trez Barrera. And I think that's more important than what I think. I, um, I, I, I do think that the strides that Avon Herrera has made at the plate, you know, he's hitting the ball harder now than he ever has, and by a really great deal. And uh, he's still on track. Like, this is something I, I think we've talked about in the past. He's still on track. He's still, uh, still a month younger than Nolan Gorman, so he's going to be 23 here in a little bit. He, he got, you know, fast-tracked to the majors, which makes it tough to kind of evaluate his – his development and maybe uh, the question marks around his development get, get amplified a little bit when maybe uh, the perspective on his development needed to be calmed down just a little bit. But uh, I, I would go Avon Herrera 
because I think that the Cardinals owe it to themselves to see what Avon Herrera is capable of. But I, I, I would say it's also splitting, splitting hairs because Tres Barrera has been so impressive down there. Uh, and, and also working in kind of a backup role and also working with Avon Herrera and another uh, catcher there, Aaron Antonini, kind of, kind of helping them with pitching philosophies and, uh, you know, catching philosophies, working with pitchers. And I, I think that the Cardinals were high enough on Trez uh, coming out of spring training that it just, it would make sense if you're, if you're committed to Wilson Contreras catching, 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 not DH catching, that you would go with the older guy that would get fewer reps while Avon Herrera continues to hone his 22-year-old craft. Kyle, final one from me. A lot of people are asking it on our text line, so I am curious what you've seen in the six games with Jordan Walker for Memphis. I feel like we are seeing the same stuff that we started to see over those last two, three weeks, two, two, two and a half weeks at the major league level. Um, he's getting pitched backwards, and he's not seeing a lot of fastballs. And when Major League Baseball started to adjust to him and, you know, uh, those last 10 games or whatever, his weighted runs created, which I know is a hot topic here on your guys' show. Yeah. But uh, you know, he was, he was, I'm sorry, Brandon. I, I apologize. I know that uh, you and I will be alone in this book. But, um, uh, no, like, you know, when his weighted runs created dropped below 50, it, what he really struggled with is that he was getting fed a steady diet of breaking pitches. He wasn't getting fastballs on the inner half of the zone. And uh, he was over-aggressive at swinging because he can make contact with a lot. And because he hits the ball hard, he knows that he can usually make the most of it. And he's, he's employing those same methods in the minors and it's just not paying off. So I I think, I think he's still just a little jumpy. I think, I think he's been a little bit more aggressive than what we saw at the majors. And we all know how aggressive he was in the majors. And I think that, I think he just needs to, I think he went down there with the intent to impress and, maybe that's pushing him to not have the success that he's capable of having, but uh, it's not going to take him long. You know, even with the swing adjustments, whether they stick or they don't stick, he's going to be fine. He just needs time to grow back into his own skin a little bit. Kyle, final question. Kyle Reese is our guest here on 101 ESPN. He writes about the Cardinals minor leaguers for birds on the black. Give him a follow on Twitter at Kyle R four one six. Who is a guy that has impressed you this season? Maybe it was somebody that you were hoping to see take that next step, uh, a guy that you didn't see coming and he's just kind of exploded onto the scene this year. Who is somebody in the Cardinal system, regardless of level, that has really surprised Kyle Reese with what you've seen so far from him this year? We've been so focused on how to supplement the Major League roster that some of the players a little bit lower get get overlooked, one of them being Chandler Redman, uh, the first baseman, DH, somewhat utility player for Springfield. He's older, 25, 26, and there's no reason that that, that young man should still be at double-A. Um, he should be in triple-A. He's a power-hitting lefty who got his body in, in tremendous shape this offseason. He was a, a really, I'm going to be honest, he was a really terrible defensive first baseman uh, two years ago and even last year, and he worked tirelessly this offseason to get his, his defense better, and it's obvious at first base in Springfield. It's still not great. Uh, but it's it's above average, and that's that's a positive. He he's he's hitting for power. He's hitting lefties a little bit more than he has traditionally as a left-handed swinger, and he he definitely deserves to be a level higher for nearly every conceivable reason uh, than Double A. And then another player that that comes to my mind um, is Victor Scott the second, the Cardinals' third, uh, fifth round pick out of West Virginia last year, the uh, center fielder. He's just He's so sure-handed out in the outfield, and he's stolen 17 bases on 18 attempts. His speed is real. His instincts on the base path are real. 
he he's a little bit quick twitch, uh, maybe a little too quick twitch in the box for his own good. But he is he has really really impressed me. And then I guess if I could throw a pitcher in there, uh, I think somebody who I have doubted in the past, who I still don't think is like a top prospect, even though he's producing, is Michael McGreevy. I uh, I think that he's made changes to both his sinker and his slider. And I think that they play extremely well off of each other with his very quick arm motion. And I think that to a degree, not all the way, but I think to a degree, some of the success that he's had at Springfield and some of the success he's had since being promoted to Memphis is real. It's just a matter of like what level real it is. Is it, is it going to be Luke Weaver level real or, you know, uh, Dakota Hudson level real? Wait, which because- one of those is the good one? Yeah, I was going to say, where's the good one in your eye, Kyle? I, I so I, I I've been really quick on Twitter to say, and this dates back to a little bit, but maybe you know a couple months now. I think what Michael McGreevy is, I think he's Dakota Hudson with command, and you know he's a huh, primarily ace caliber uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he was the Cardinals' best pitcher in 2020 or whatever. Damn right he was, Kyle. <laughs> so so yeah, look, I I think that there's there is that potential to be what we what the Cardinals hoped Dakota Hudson would be, which was a middle of the rotation, back of the rotation uh, uh, pitcher. But we've also seen that 92-mile-an-hour 92 uh, fastball sinker that, that McGreevy throws probably isn't enough at the next level either. He's, it's the same kind of thing with, with, with him as Matthew Libertor. He needs to continue to build the velocity throughout a start, um, especially in the two starts in Memphis. He – he has made hitters, really good minor league hitters and former major league hitters, look really bad early on in starts when his velocity is in the 93 range and his his slider is cutting at the last minute and his sinker is cutting at the last minute and breaking in opposite directions and get, get some really off-balance swings and uh, make make some hitters look really bad swinging. But as he gets later later into his start, he lucks, he's lucked into a lot of success. So I think that his success is more real than I've given it credit for in the past. I'd like to acknowledge that, uh, you know, show something I've, I've done wrong. But I also think that he has a little ways to go. But that shouldn't take away from the fact that he's impressed me more than I thought he would at this point. Never acknowledge when you're wrong. That's the, yeah, the mantra of this show. On that. Kyle, appreciate the time as always, man. Really great information. There's no better place to get it. At KyleR416 is where you can follow him on Twitter. You can find all of his work right there. Appreciate the time as always. Enjoy this weekend, man. We'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, you guys rock. Thanks very much.